Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 11, The Outsider. In the Enchanted Forest, Belle is looking for adventure and decides to go after the Yaogwai, a monster. Despite some bullying sexists, she's able to track the Yaogwai, and when she's attacked, she's saved by Mulan. Eventually, Belle discovers that the Yaogwai is a cursed human, Philip. But in the end, she's caught by Regina and locked up. In Storybrooke, Hook lures Rumpel out of his shop by attacking Belle and takes Balefire's shawl, what Rumpel needs to leave the town and get back to his son. Rumpel gets back the shawl from Hook, and Belle convinces him not to kill Hook. When Rumpel is saying his goodbyes to Belle at the town line, Hook shows up, shoots Belle, and she loses her memory. And they are all interrupted by a stranger entering the town. Roger, what do you think of this episode? Good episode. It's one of my favorite episodes of season two. I realized it's rumple focus is probably why I like it a lot more, but things happen in this mm-hmm. episode. Finally, some things are moving forward. No Cora in this episode, oddly enough. We hear a reference. Oh, yeah. Don't see her, and I don't think you see Regina either. I think you're right. Yeah, I think they're both gone on this one. This episode was interesting. I, I did like it. What about you? I really like this episode as well. It's really exciting. There's there's a lot of not-so-great choices that occur in this episode, but it still makes the episode interesting, which I appreciate. Um, but not so great choices. You basically I think mean that Belle. we might think that the wrong choices are different. Okay, wrong choices, that's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> um, I mean, the end of this episode is like it. It, it kind of you kind of feel like because there was already the battle on the ship with Hook and Rumple, and you're like, okay, like this is over, and they're like saying their goodbyes, and then all of a sudden, like this really big thing happens in the last like two minutes of the episode. I mean, it was very obvious if you've ever watched any TV show when like a character's on the verge of. Doing exactly what they want this early. Of course. Something bad's about to happen. Of course. Where do you want to start? In the Enchanted Forest, maybe? It's a shorter storyline. Like yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Belle-centered episode, at least in the Enchanted Forest. Yep. We meet Dreamy again. We do meet Dreamy again. Pre-Grumpy Dreamy. Pre-Grumpy. So, we kind of get a, a timeline place of this in that it is before what happens with him turning into Grumpy. But it is after her leaving the castle. That's right. So we know it's between her meeting Rumple and Dreamy turning into Grumpy. I like, um, I actually really like this episode for Belle in the Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm, I, me I too. think it's really interesting. It's kind of funny how she is very hesitant, even though she's always wanted to see the world. She just doesn't believe that she'll be giving an opportunity or doesn't think that she fits. I mean, she's not wrong about that. She isn't wrong. <laughs> she, it's funny, though, because they let her go. Like, she signs up, they put her on the cart, but then once they, like, get what they want from her, they just kick her off. I actually think it's kind of ridiculous that they they do that. I mean, it's extra mean. They could have just said no, which would be mean enough, but then they decide to push her off of the cart. I also think she had a bag that they just stole from her. They did give her the book back, though. They did throw the book. Uh, and she... They believe what she told them, even though they think she's an idiot. They don't think she's an idiot. She thinks she, they think she's a worthless woman who should just be sticking to her books and letting the men handle what men handle. They're sexist. Yeah, I get, but I, I don't know. Like for how stupid they think she is, it's surprising to me that when they say when she says the Yagua is by the lake, they're like, that's that must be where the Yagua is. I don't think it's a matter of stupid. Mm. I think they think she's worthless because a woman's place is not out adventuring with men. That's what they're saying. I see. Also, we meet uh, Cloud. Cloud? Cloud. Claude? Claude. I thought I said Claude. <laughs> um, who we later learn dies at Hook's hand. Or Hook's hook. Hook's hook, yeah. Uh, 
no longer feel bad for him dying. Because Regina, you know, mocking him, like, you just killed him moments ago. I was like, yeah, well, he probably deserved to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're a sexist asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, probably spared them a worse fate because had Rumpel found out what they did to Belle, I could only imagine the devious things he would have done to torture them. I also can't believe, I mean, I can because men are trash, but. <laughs> wow. Not only do they kick her off of this cart, but when they find out. Not even that she was wrong about the, like, they, they just assume that she lied to them about the Yagwai being by the lake. They are correct. Uh, they are, but they don't know that. That Yagwai actually could be by the lake and they just didn't find it because they're bumbling idiots. <laughs> it could be faster and smarter than them. Or she could have just been wrong, which isn't, like, necessarily malicious intent on her part. And they already, like, don't trust in her abilities. So, anyway... Then they come after her and try to throw her down a goddamn well. I assume they were torturing her. For information? Yeah. About the Yao guy. Yeah. Okay, maybe. I also think their pride was hurt. Mm. So they had been tricked by a lowly woman in their mind. So they were like teaching her a lesson. Don't, you know, don't screw with us. Um, also, like, yeah, the, the whole situation is hilarious. That, like, you kicked her off. She didn't owe you anything. Right. Like, that's on you. But high conflict people always find someone else to blame. That's true. Uh, and then they get their ass whooped by Mulan. So if we're talking about tear fighting, just to be clear, Mulan beats the bumbling idiots, but Snow White beats Mulan. That's so right. So Snow White would destroy the bumbling idiots. Yeah, Snow White would definitely destroy the bumbling idiots. Um, yeah, Mulan easily destroys them. Does Is this where she injured her leg, though? Yeah, I think, I think she gets injured in the fight. Gotcha. Because her sword can block everything except for a bumbling idiot's sword. Well, can her sword block magic? Yeah, but they're not magic. Yeah, but they're like fools. I mean, it just it's weird. I mean, to she that... was fighting like four guys. I thought it was like two. I mean, they're two bumbling idiots. How how difficult could it be? <laughs> Sometimes things happen. Maybe, I know. Maybe she just tripped. Who knows? Lucky shot. Lucky shot. Um, I also... What was Belle's plan, though? So she she gets to the cave where she thinks the Yagwai lives, and she pulls out a very tiny knife <laughs> and goes into the cave, which is surprising. Maybe she was just going to see if it was there and the knife was, like, just in case protection, because later she tells Mulan when Mulan's like, well, you have to go after the Yagwai. She's like, oh, I'm not a soldier. I, I can't fight a Yagwai. I don't think she's ever trying to kill it. I think okay. she always thought that there was something else that could be done, because, I mean, the knife was like... I know, yeah. That, that no. Um, if you had titled the episode, What Was Belle's Plan? That would be a 100% accurate for this episode. <laughs> because most of the decisions I feel like she makes in this episode, even though she has like the right intent, pretty reckless and stupid. Yeah, several like, times that occurs. I'm going to go to this monster's cave by myself with a tiny little knife. That does not seem like the best plan. Though, to her credit, she's very aware of her surroundings. She seems to always find her way out of a sticky situation. I don't know why. Well, yeah. It, she, I mean, I think because she knows, like, I, she's not a fighter. She yeah. can't physically overpower someone or, like, use a sword or whatever. So she figures, she figures out some sort of, it's almost like one of those, like, mousetrap puzzles. Yeah. Like, she's like, maybe if I hit this, it will hit this thing, and then it will hit the monster. Yeah, I mean, she deduced that, like, the water would put out the magical flame, which is fascinating, because that just, like, I don't know, like, so I guess it just stunned him long enough that he could just write the little symbol, and she speaks, as you said, she can read Mandarin or every different language, because, you know, he's able to signal to her, and she's like, oh, help me. So... Good on Belle. And then how did, I don't, how did she free him? 
Oh, um, so Dreamy gave her a sack full of fairy dust at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. to use in a sticky situation, and she poured it over the Ah, uh, that reversed the curse. Yes, it reversed the curse. And that was Prince Philip, who we had met earlier, and he was cursed this time by Maleficent. Yes. Man, Maleficent has just... Relentless. Relentless. <laughs> we need more Maleficent, sadly. We also see Mulan again in this episode. We do. She tells Belle, stay out of my way. Yeah, she's pretty rude to Belle when they first... She's rightfully mad. She ruined her hunt that had taken her weeks. Though, she does deduce that, like, oh, Belle actually figured this out in, like, a day. It's sort of... I think about this a lot when I'm watching this show, because people never respect Belle's, like, keen ability to research and, like, figure things out. And if they just respected that, I feel like there would be less of the reckless behavior... Because if they just listened when she was like, I did this thing and I found out this thing. And if you'll just listen to me, you can go do the thing because I'm bad at doing the thing. <laughs> so Belle is like Henry and that she is right, but she has no business attempting it herself. Correct. Okay. Most of the time. I mean, it depends on what it is. but um... Almost every time she has to go out into the field by herself, <laughs> she usually gets herself Well, going trouble. out, never split the party. No, you never, never split, split the party. Well, bring some backup, man. Like, if you have to split because you got six, three of you go hit three. Like, bring a soldier. Like, just bring someone. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that obviously more in storybook. But, but Mulan eventually does come to respect her. She yeah. realizes like she she found the Yaogwai in a day. I she needs her help. She defended her when Belle needed it yep. from bullying sexist. And she <laughs> talks about how she wished she had someone stand up for her when she was in the Emperor's Guard. Exactly. And she she really softens towards Belle in the end. Like she offered like she would have been happy for to travel with Belle and, you know, solve curse monster puzzles together <laughs> <laughs> and they meet philip who those two seem to have a little connection it's true they do well and that's another like if mulan had taken care of it she would have killed the yaogwai yeah uh yeah no absolutely and that would have been a shame because <laughs> it was a person trapped inside a monster which is interesting that it it was able to signal but like when it ran out and saw bell the first time I'm, oh mulan was there so it couldn't signal yeah yeah well it also was just kind of Trying to get Freaked away out, as yeah. people were storming into its cave. Yeah, hunting it. Um, not a whole lot else that we have to cover. In no, Enchanted I don't Forest, think so. But this probably is one of my favorite Bell adventures. Like it's short and sweet, but to the point. Like yeah, I really like when the Enchanted Forest flashbacks are a like short contained story, yeah, but complimentary mm-hmm. still. A uh, research Bell, top tier character. Research Bell is top tier character. Yeah, if you could just get her to be essentially the Oracle, fantastic work. But. <laughs> Never let her leave the library. Like, she just needs to be the information superhighway. Okay, so the meat of this episode, of course, is in Storybrook. Where on earth do you want to start here? Well, why don't we start at the beginning? That's always a good place to start. Fair enough. Uh, so, Rumpel is having a conversation with Mr. Smee. Conversation is a very nice way of putting that. That's true. It's a nice way of putting it. Has he been holding Smee since the episode... Where Belle got kidnapped by her father and no, Mr. Smee? he can just go find Smee whenever Okay. He wants. As we see later, he knows exactly where Smee will be at all times. He just goes and grabs him, takes him with him. Okay. Um, and we learn that Rumpel has finally figured out, or thinks he's figured out, how to get across the town line without losing his memories, but he needs to test it on someone. And while that is a nasty thing to do, human testing, he did choose a good, a good, uh, <laughs> a good target. I feel like. If you were okay with, and I think you even said this about how like, oh, um, when Rumpel becomes a dark one, you're like, instead of sending those 14-year-old boys to go fight the ogres, 
How about you, uh, Big Bass Knight? So, hey, Smee, you're okay with making Bell lose her memories? Oh, We're totally. going to test it on you. I think there's a lot of really uh, fitting punishments in this episode, and I think that's one of them. Yeah. Because it, Rumpel wasn't trying to kill him. No. Nope. He was like... And he and he was... I mean, Rumpel's usually right about things working. Yes. Uh, so he, he wasn't necessarily trying to take away his memory, but he was like, well, I have to use this on someone, and how about somebody that tried to take somebody's memories? And it wasn't a huge loss, even if Smee lost his memories. One might even say he used him as a lab rat, and then he turns him into one. And also a rat after he ratted on someone. Top five pet? Top five pet. Top five pet. But no tiny black unicorn. No tiny black unicorn. Nothing compares to tiny black unicorn. Okay, so that, I think, is a really big deal, because that's the first time we've seen anyone from Storybrooke be able to cross the town line and retain their memories. That's right. Which is monumental for what he's trying to do. Um, so I like that a lot. And then he tells Belle. Mm-hmm. Belle wants to go with him because, of course, she wants to see the world. Now, I was curious, is this just that she wants to see the world or she also wants to be with Rumple? I think both. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. I mean, who knows? Who knows how long he'll be gone? It might be kind of difficult to convince your son that you abandoned when he was a child to come back to you with you to the magical village in in Storybrooke, Maine, where you live. Uh, so, you know, it wouldn't be if, if Rumpel's son was like, fine, like, I'm happy to talk to you, but you have to stay where I am, you know? Yeah. So, be like, if she went with him, she can spend time with him, and then she gets to see all the places he goes. All right, that's fair. Uh, but she's also supportive when he says that he doesn't have enough potion. Yeah, that's which is good. interesting that he can't make more of that. Yeah, I mean, he surely could. But maybe there's rare ingredients that are hard to find or take a long time. I don't know. It also might just be that, like, they don't actually know the dangers of the outside world. And he doesn't want her to be in danger. Which, if he may may not have his magic when he leaves also. So, I don't know how much protection he can do for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he can beat the hell out of people with a cane. But, you know. That's true. Rules might be different. Um, Yeah, I love when he turns Smee into a rat. Black magic, by the way. Yeah, that cloud was black. It's very interesting. Uh, I mean, that was certainly a dark one move, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much like um, when the person bumped into Bay and he turns him into a slug. A snail. A snail and just crushes him. Like, that's exactly what I got. And he's like, now scurry off, which is honestly appropriate for Smee. He's he a... didn't crush the rat, though. He let him go. He did, which was an act of mercy. I guess. Uh... Live your life as a rat. Well, be I mean, grateful. He's already, he can go find the fish that Cora. <laughs> he's always been a rat. Yeah, he's just now in physical form. That's true. Where do you want to go next? Uh, the funeral. So we open. Oh, yeah. It's not the opening of the episode, but it's yeah. after that scene with Rumple. We have a very serious funeral for Archie. Pongo is so sad. And there were quite a few things that got me in the scene. I mean, Mary Margaret cries while she's talking about him. It says friend and conscience on Archie's grave, which is just very sweet. I feel like this would have been more poignant had they not already revealed to us as the viewer that Archie wasn't dead. Yeah. It would have been a much, like, kind of like with um, Catherine. We thought she was dead. And then all of a sudden, Archie being alive would have been cool. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, we already know he's actually still alive. Absolutely. I agree with that. Crocodile tears. And Geppetto putting the umbrella on the coffin was also really sad. Yep. No, I, I thought those were, could have been touching moments. I think the thing, things that I often find touching are not when the thing occurs, but when people are sad about it. So sure. this still got me. Because of the impact mm-hmm. that other characters had on it. That's fair. Oh, God. And when Henry calls Archie's voicemail just so he can hear his voice, that's so sad. Yeah, that one was actually <laughs> a little depressing. I'm like, dude, you've hit a dark place. And here. then he just says, or you're dead. <laughs> 
Which is how I expect an 11-year-old to process grief, I suppose. Of course, of course. And, you know, he is his mother's um, child, so that's about how I expect Emma to process grief. Mm -hmm. And then we get sort of this hook-bell-rumple situation. Good guy hook. Okay, yeah, let's, let's talk about I, good Well, guy I guess, hook. do you want to talk about the B-plot first or the A-plot? Let's talk about the B-plot first. Okay, so the B, there's a pretty significant B-plot in this episode uh, where... The town, and specifically Snow, or Mary Margaret, David, and Emma talking about going back to the Enchanted Forest, finding a new place to live, living together in their loft. Thoughts? Um, I think them getting a bigger house, like ideally Regina's house would be perfect for them. It's true. I mean, like, Regina lives in this massive mansion all by herself, very appropriate because she had the castle by herself, but really that's exactly the kind of house you need with, like, you know, five or six people being there. Um... The going back to the Enchanted Forest seems silly. Like, what is the value in going back? Well, I think a couple things. I mean, for for David and Mary Margaret specifically, I, I'm not sure, but yeah. I understand why everybody else would want to go back. I mean, what? it's where they're from. It's their home. They want they want the things that they want. Although, you know, Leroy does. You know, penicillin is nice. Electricity is nice. Their lives back in the Enchanted Forest didn't scream like something you would want to get back to. It's a good question. But I think the main, I think the main, they're afraid of Regina and she won't be there. For now. For now. (laughs) And they also think, they also think Cora is there. So that's, that's another thing. And all the other bad people. Like, it's just odd that they're like, we're homesick. I was like, we've seen enough flashbacks about your guys' lives that you're, what do you want to go home to? Like, oh yeah, people are going to treat me like crap in here when they find out. Well, they treated you like crap in the Enchanted Forest. Like, at least in Storybook, you have your own nice self-isolated town where strangers don't bother you. Sure, they might come bother you, but we know they're going to bother you in the Enchanted Forest. And, you know, there's ogres back there. There are ogres back there. Ruby and the townspeople do make a good point, though. Like, what happens when someone comes here and sees someone perform magic? Probably not so good. Yeah. But, I mean, (laughs) what happens when people found out that you were a wolf? It wasn't like those he... people are people that know that magic exists. But they were still monsters, whether they knew magic existed or not. They wanted to kill you. They sure. want. I mean, Came with like, pitchforks. Yeah, I mean, they were all terrible people anyway. So it's like it's scenario A or scenario B here. True. Yeah, I don't know. It was I, and especially for like Snow and Charming, everything bad happened back there. They don't have any family to go back to. They're all dead. Like, what is it that you were looking for in the Enchanted Forest? Like, your castle is ruins. Like, we see the episode you know where she looks at where emma would have grown up and it's just destroyed like why would you want to go back there i and the the thing that's truly baffling about this b plot is they have conversations where they share their feelings sort of Mm -hmm. but i feel like they're not actually sharing anything that makes sense (laughs) or expressing themselves well uh like why is one of the so it's very strange to me that Emma wants to live in a loft that has no doors with her parents, her son, and a dog. I understand why, after having been separating with, from them for so long, that they might want to live together in one place. As you say, why is the suggestion not, let's buy a bigger house and all live in it together? Yeah. Like, I don't... The, the suggestion, the only options seem to be Mary Margaret and David move out <laughs> and Emma and Henry live in this loft together, which also isn't great. Like, preteen boy and mother live with dog in place that has no doors. I mean, I think the... Just put some doors up. I, they presumably rent this apartment, but sure. From gold. <laughs> I 
Mr. Colby would like to build some doors and create rooms to increase the value of this apartment. I think he'll be okay with this. He's not going to do it for you, but like... But it's it's just weird. Like, why wouldn't they... I don't understand. Money doesn't seem to be a concern. And I love how Mary Margaret describes that as, well, I pictured something bigger with turrets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like she... I said, is she referencing the castle? It's like... Yeah, she wants to... Well, so her idea was... Yeah, I always wanted to live with you together yeah. in a much, much bigger space. Yeah. I, it, but she reasonably is not expecting to find a castle in Storybrooke. She found a house that she liked very much. It was big, yeah. but not a castle. Sure. It's just odd to me that she's homesick for something that was awful to her most of her mm. life. Like, that, I guess, is what's shocking to me. I don't know that it was most of her life. I mean, her mother died at a young age. Her father is literally murdered by her evil stepmother, and then she goes on the run, and then either is in danger of being murdered, finds true love, and then he's in danger of being murdered, and they spend most of the... I think they even say, we spend most of our time fighting. I'm sick of fighting. Yeah. That's all you do in the Enchanted Forest. And then they'd be going back there and have to start another Ogre's Ward fight. No, I I understand that. I I just... I think that other than her mother dying, which she believes was of natural causes... Yeah. Uh, her life until she was 20 was fine. I mean, maybe. She even she makes the quote, all royals are bad. So she does have some awareness that the royals are bad people. So it means she's experienced that with other royals who are probably also terrible people. I feel like you get very into this one line that she said in one episode. Yeah, but I don't think that was just dropped accidentally. Like, almost all the royals we meet are terrible people. No, that's true. So it would make sense that, like, you drop that line and then you show this King George who's awful. Like, Midas doesn't seem to be a terrible person. But think about that episode where in The Fruit of the Poisonous Tree. Yeah. Snow White is super happy. Yeah. So happy that she doesn't even notice that Regina is miserable. And the result of that happiness led to her father being Yes, killed. no, that's terrible. That's <laughs> that is definitely a thing I would not want to remember. Yeah, I mean, like, the it, it does seem like every time she is happy, something terrible is right around the corner for Snow. Uh, anything else on the B-plot? The only thing I would say on the B-plot is that it's funny because at first it sounds like they're just being paranoid. Like, well, what if a stranger comes by? And I even made the point, I think, well, no one ever comes by. And then, of course, at the end of the episode... Someone comes by. Someone comes by. <laughs> someone crashes by. Smashes Hook, by the way. Just fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I also... This is kind of the first time... I don't want to say the first time that we've ever seen David and Mary Margaret not on the same page, because obviously that is what is happening in most of the first All of season, season. one. But uh, Charming and Snow, when, you know, she... She says, unless we don't want the same thing. And they both sort of get this look on their face. Like, what if we don't want the same thing? We love each other so much. And what if that's not true? Yeah, but actually, so what I like is that instead of just doing the stupid sitcom trope of, like, both pretending you want the same thing, they have, like, a reasonable oh, conversation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because they, they're not on the same page. But I, I think it's good that they vocalize no, that they're same. not on the same page. So same. That's one of the things I appreciate about their relationship. Other than that, uh, yeah, I think it's, like, a good background thing. And we'll see more of it later. But... It makes sense why some of them are concerned about the strangers, for sure. I just think going home was always odd. Like, why would you actually want that? Especially because, like, they always talk about magic is evil. You're in a place where magic isn't there, for the most part. Like, they brought it here, but, like, the whole world is not a mm -hmm. land with magic. So, and yeah. can't imagine life expectancy in the Enchanted Forest was very long. <laughs> <laughs> Especially without things like penicillin. 
You gotta watch out for the, what is it that Geppetto's parents snake oil yeah but the there were like the elf elf they needed oh, elf tonic elf for the fever? plague or something yeah, yeah. there's are, always something people are always dying from the real plague or the fake plague you know or regina or the yeah. dark one or the ogres king george just king. having a bad day i mean midas accidentally touches you you yeah. turn into a gold statue it's terrible the siren <laughs> so our a plot is rumple bell and hook so we already talked a little bit about Rumple and Belle's exchange about Rumple's son. And then Belle gets attacked in the library by Captain Hook. Good guy, Hook. He, uh, he, he has a little bit of a, like, hello, dearie moment. He's just sort of standing there when she arrives. And she remembers him from when he tried to murder her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did try to murder her for no reason, actually, in that episode. Uh, quick thinking again. Gets herself out of a trap by pushing I, the bookshelf onto him. She literally uses books yeah. in a fight. <laughs> Actually, yeah, she does. <laughs> well done, Belle. I don't know that running into the elevator was a good choice. I do. Where else was she going to go? Well, I know that he was between her and the door, but he was under a bookshelf. Like, if she had been able, even if she'd just been able to open that door and yell help, she might have been okay. Might have been okay. But she definitely was safe in the elevator. I also don't think he didn't actually want to hurt her. He but wanted he to get Rumple out of that. there. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Rumple comes to save Belle. And she tries to get him to be honest. And he mostly is. Actually. He isn't dishonest. He does. He misses that last little bit of honesty of the heart. But he is. He opens up to her when she asks. And she doesn't push him. Yeah, I think there's a valid point, though, in, like, what he's really... They both are correct in that. What he's saying is, like, this isn't your concern. But she's like, he tried to murder me. He just made it my concern. Yeah. Which, But I think his point is that, like, this is a fight that I've been having long before I knew you. And I don't really want you involved. Look at what just happened when you got involved. Like, they're both actually pretty correct in what they're feeling in this situation. She wants him to open up about what happened. He acknowledges what he did was like, yeah, you're probably going to look at me as a terrible thing. Though she knows that's the kind of person he was. And he says she died. That's all that matters. It's like he didn't, he doesn't actually lie about that part. He just kind of glosses over right. what really happened. He just says she dies. That's all that matters. He does say though, you know, she, he, uh, what does he call him? A cur? A marauding cur. Oh, what a great insult. <laughs> uh, that, you know, he took his wife from, and took Bay's mother, all correct statements. And that, you know, he hates her and he took his hand, which is also true. I think the thing. That is, two things are happening here. It would be interesting, because typically in a situation like this, in a real world situation where one of these people is not the dark one, <laughs> I would I would, I would, assume either Rumple is embarrassed about what he did to Mila, or he's a, it makes him upset to talk about it. Uh, and it's, I'm unsure what the situation, like he didn't want Belle to know, and I'm like you said, she already knows that he does. He did bad stuff like that. I'm not sure what his concern is with telling her the truth about it. Well, I can tell you answer that question. He says, this was a woman I once loved. I killed her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. I love you. I don't want you to see me as someone who's going to eventually kill you. And like, no matter how you justify it, it's very hard to say that you killed the woman you loved without scaring the next kind of person that you love. There's a logical like, I just don't want you to look at me that way. And she's never looked at him that way. Yeah, that's reasonable. I, I think the thing that's a little hard for me is the way, by the way that he told the story, which he didn't tell any lies, but by admitting that last piece, it makes Hook look like the villain in this story. When the villain is actually Mila, 
that is where we disagree. There are villains in this story. I I think that he did very little in in that situation. You mean other than the mocking him? That was not cool. It was very mean and bullying. That was not cool. That's your understatement here. <laughs> my under—that's my understatement. He mocks him on the ship. Uh, jokingly talks about how he's had many men's wives. Uh, then later, when he runs into who he doesn't know is the Dark One, he again bullies him, and then realizes it's the Dark One gets beat up, and then taunts him about like he's an asshole. No, he's definitely an asshole. Although I think part of the reason that he does that is because Mila asked him to. Okay, you're a grown ass man. You're allowed to make your own decisions. Sure. Yep. It's just, a, like, Bella's pretty upset when she learns the truth. Of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and not because she's afraid that Rumpel's going to murder her. I don't think she's afraid, but I think it's more so that, like, he's a man that I care about. How could he have done this to someone that he cared about? Which is why he didn't want to tell her. I don't think that's what she's upset about. I think, she, I think she's, I don't, I think I she's upset with the fact that he killed someone that he loved. I don't think that's what it is. I think she's upset that he lied. Yeah. And then he mischaracterized the situation. I don't. I, I don't think it's the mischaracterization. I think it's the like. It's the action. Is that she? He gave into his darkness. That is what always bothers her about the situation. And that he was so enraged that even the fact that he loved her wasn't able to stop him from doing a terrible thing. And we get mind. some more rage rumple here. He starts smashing shit again. It, well, his shop has already been looted. <laughs> Might as well smash up some more. And he's angry because he's lost the Rage thing he... Industries. <laughs> in his defense, the thing that he cares about most right now besides Belle has been stolen from That's him. That's true. Which, and he, and I honestly, I think he's mad that he got deceived. He realizes yeah. that he got easily tricked by a damn pirate. So he knows he should have known better and protected that. He protected his dagger. Protect the shawl. I know. Why didn't he bring it with him? Or just bury it somewhere they can't find it or put it in a magical pocket. I don't know. I'm actually pretty impressed that Hook figured out how to open a safe that has a number combination lock, like an electronic safe. I mean, he's a thief. That doesn't shock me. Yeah, he's a thief from like the 17th century. <laughs> they know how to use cell phones and other things. I mean, even when he gets, when Hook gets the gun, like yeah. he's obviously used a gun before. Not the 16th century, probably the 18th century, 19th century. Um, and when he gets the gun, he like is sort of like, what the hell is this? When he's like, oh, this is a gun. I know how to use one of these. <laughs> I just assumed he was just kind of like, not that he didn't know what it was, but he's never seen one so small. So he's just kind of like, oh, that's an interesting contraption. Well, if you think about what guns looked like. They were huge. They were huge. I yeah. mean, they were like hand cannons. So now you're seeing, it's like, right? Like you're, yeah, you're seeing like a small hand cannon. You're like, like this is cool. Wow. <laughs> they, they can do this now? Yeah. Like, well, this is kind of interesting. It'd be like someone seeing magic for the first time. You'd be like, oh, you can just conjure up fire out of nowhere. Like you'd be kind of perplexed. I'm also impressed that he figured out how to turn a safety off of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> or the safety was never on. That's true. That seems very fitting. Rumpel's like, who needs safeties? I mean, you don't pull this out is, your... This Rumpel... is why you don't have a gun. <laughs> it, it is way more likely to get used against you. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I don't even want to go down this Belle path. Belle just sets it on the table. She's just like, I don't, I don't need this. You want to talk about bad decision Belle here? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I t- Look. I love Oracle Bell. She's great. Information gathering Bell is fantastic. Research Bell, fantastic. Pretty much any decision she makes that doesn't involve her doing that is horrible. I also was a little annoyed about the research that they had her do. So she like picks up a piece of rope that is very intricately tied. And she's like, I wonder what this is. And then she pulls out a nautical book and realizes it's like 
how some sort of ship not. And she's like, he must have come here on this ship. And it's like, couldn't you have just devised that from looking at a piece of rope? Like, did you need to look up that it was a special nautical rope? I mean... What else could it be? <laughs> Rumble grabbed rope when he wanted to whoop uh, Mr. French's ass. And did he tie it fancy? Like, you but might she tie may, nautical But ropes? she may not have known that was a nautical rope. Like, it's very reasonable that she just saw a rope and was like, I've seen something like this, but I don't know exactly what this is. You can be smart and not have, like, a uh, photographic memory. Like, she was smart enough to know that probably is from this and she wanted to confirm it. Also, one shouldn't be wandering around the docks by herself anyway. Um, Yeah, so, like, good job there. Call the sheriff. Especially because that was her idea in the first place. And Rumpel was ridiculous for just flat out dismissing it. He wasn't flat out dismissing it. What he was saying is, don't get involved. Right. And she says, let's call the sheriff. And he visually scoffs at her. Well, yeah. Also, would you trust uh, Emma and David to get the job done for you? To lock up a guy that tried to hit her bell? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but when Rumpel's dealings with them, I don't necessarily trust they're going to do what he needs because it'll be like, they're going to blame him immediately. You know what Emma's first word is going to be, what did you do to this person? <laughs> and start grilling him and getting all in his business because she can never just go do what he asks. Like, the last time he called her, she was like, what did you do? Every single time she always says it. And usually he has done something. But like, he wants to handle it his way. Which She, she also knows Hook. He doesn't know that. I guess not. He would have no reason to know that she knows who the hell that is. I wonder what his thought was. Like, did he even think about how he got here? <laughs> uh, I don't think he cared. I think he just wants to deal with the just problem. Wants to murder him. Yeah, and because uh, he he was concerned about this a few episodes back when he talks to Smee and he locks him up. He says, "Where's your captain?" Mm-hmm. So he's been kind of preparing for this scenario. That's true. Yeah, and then Belle just goes off on her own. The way that she deduces that the pirate ship is there is kind of funny. Oh yeah, with the with the the birds, the birds, the birds yeah. are sitting on it randomly, and then she throws seed or something. Yeah, grain. I don't know. And then sand. Just, Probably sh- sand. Sure, let's go with sand. And then walks on. T- it's one thing to go see if the ship is there and then tell someone, like, hey, I got attacked by a pirate earlier, like, and there's a there's a strange ship out here. Could you, could you? And I get it if maybe she had no method of communication, but as we've already established in this episode, she has a cell phone. She, and she knows how to use and it. And she knows how to use it, just, which... How did she learn how to use a cell phone? Excellent question. Rumpel probably taught her. Okay. He, he, he gave her a cheeseburger and told her about the magic of condiments and gave her a cell phone. Okay, fair enough. Which, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, smart move. And then doesn't call anyone. Just decides to go on the ship by herself. That it, I just don't understand that as a move. It doesn't make any sense. And her, she wanted to get the shawl back. And I don't know if her thought was, well, Rumpel is clearly going after the man. So I'm on his ship and I'm going to retrieve the thing. But it's not good. That's... You have no evidence to support that the, the captain is not on the ship. You don't have the skills to fight a swordsman. Belle and is... And no one knows you're here. <laughs> Belle is intellectually smart, but she is street stupid. Like, she just has yeah. no understanding of the type of danger she's going to put. And she actually does that both in the Enchanted Forest and here. Like, she's consistently reckless with where she just puts herself in danger. She's kind of naive. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's true, and I I wish, and I guess later in the in the show we will get this more. Like people will communicate about an issue and then team up and divvy up mm-hmm. the roles, and she will take the appropriate role that she's very good at. Yep. Uh, but I just don't I just don't understand her thought process here. Like I'm just gonna go here by myself. And he told her 
stay out of this. Like, just, I, he even says, you trust me to be a better man. I trust that you'll do what I wish. Because she makes a smart-ass comment, like, you're going to make a spell? And he's like, no, I trust that you'll listen to my instructions, which was probably wrong. And honestly, let's point this out. Later on, he's not going to trust her to do what he wishes and just going to make her do it. He's not wrong in assuming she wasn't going to listen to him because we have evidence she won't. Yeah, it's unfortunate because, I mean, he doesn't have the right to just, like, lock her up because, like, <laughs> that's that's not cool. But also, if she's just going to, like, march off into danger by herself, Jesus. I mean, like, you're right. He doesn't have the right. But there is an argument to be made about, like, you keep trying to get yourself killed. <laughs> So to help me with a thing that I asked you not to help with. And it wasn't even because usually her thing is I was trying to help you do the right thing. But he could have just as easily retrieved the shawl. Yeah, it's not. And, and, you know, I'm sure we will disagree about this, but she does convince him not to kill Hook. And I don't think that that was the wrong thing to do. I know you think that that's true. The end of the episode <laughs> confirms that that was true. <clears throat> We can talk about that when we sure. get there. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, he could have just... If he had just retrieved... If he had just gone and retrieved the shawl, or she told him, I found this ship, maybe the shawl is on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe everything would have been fine. Or she could have even least, have had to beat the shit out of Hook. She could have called thing. him. Yeah. Like, right when she found it, like, right when she got down there and found Archie, she called Rumpel and said, I think Hook, this is Hook's ship. You can get over here right now. Mm-hmm. But instead, she decides she's going to do it. And then she sends Archie away. Yeah, that was very weird. Why? There's no time. What are you going to do against... Like, two of you on one, there's a better chance of you winning than Defenseless Bell. Like, and also, Archie, like, didn't... Did did he... Is he the one that told Rumple where she was? Is that... Oh, maybe I'm that's assuming what happened. Archie told Rumple. Okay, I was gonna say, and what the fuck did Archie do? He just left and didn't tell anybody? I mean, yeah, no, he, he, we assume he'll do the responsible thing and said, hey, <laughs> Bell's down there and we think Hook is on there and that's mm-hmm. how Rumpel got over there fast enough. Um, also, can we talk about Hook's little, um, I'm going to be creepy and intimidating. Oh my but God, that was so creepy. Trying to be seductive. He like puts his lips real close to Bell. Yeah, I mean, he's tall and intimidating. And mm-hmm. then she says... I'm not afraid of you, which Belle says a lot in this show. And like, why? Why are you not afraid of him? He's holding a gun. (laughs) (laughs) And a hook. And a hook. On his ship. And and he was holding someone captive. He's already tried to attack you. And it's possible, like, I don't actually, his his intention is not to hurt her. I don't, I think that he would if, if he could achieve what he wanted. But he wasn't trying to hurt her necessarily in the library. He was trying to do exactly what he did. I don't entirely agree with that. I think his end game was... But I think he was planning to hurt <coughs> Belle to get Rumple out of there. Mm. I don't know that... I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, he's... He he has been known to attack people. He was literally torturing But he also a saved a girl's heart from falling through a portal for no reason. Sure. <laughs> so we'll And put, then he tried to kill Belle for no reason at all as well. We'll put one in the pro category and like 15 in the con category for Hook. But he did save Aurora's heart after he carved her heart out. So I feel like that really is just a net zero there. Um, he was torturing Archie. He didn't actually hurt Archie though. Because Archie gave him what he wanted. He knew that that would happen. <laughs> Archie crumbles quick. Archie is a weak man. But I think if he hadn't crumbled quickly, he was certainly willing to resort to torture. Doesn't he say, I've, I've never dissected a cricket? He does say that. 
But then he very quickly realizes that Archie doesn't know what he wants to know. Yeah, but then he switches. He asks him a different question, that's yeah. all. He's so disappointed, too. He He's like, oh, you don't know. Just like when he, uh, Bell didn't know in the tower. Like, oh, wait, you don't know how to kill him? <laughs> and he's true. like, well, and what is he going to do? He's going to go kill her. Yeah. So maybe, I'm pretty sure he was right. about to dispose maybe, of Archie. Maybe he would have. Because Hook is a bad person. But she does. She, again, observes her surroundings very well. She, she lined that up perfectly. It hit him square in the head and he tripped and fell down into the hold of the ship. Hook has a, a glass jaw. <laughs> he has now been knocked out basically by Belle and Emma. Yeah, I mean, and Emma, one Emma can throw a punch, but... Not Emma. a punch that could knock Regina out. That's true. So <laughs> why is Hook... Isn't he supposed to be a master swordsman and a fighter? I mean, I feel like Pirate's probably getting scraps. Maybe he's good at sword fighting. He must be so really evasive. At... Like, he just never gets hit. <laughs> yeah. Because he's soft. Uh, he has really high decks. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you spend all your points in dexterity and none in resilience. Yes. Uh, okay, so he gets up out of the ship faster than she's able to escape, which is strange. I guess he says, I know every inch of my ship, so he had some secret passage to get out. Yeah, maybe he... There's probably little, like... Uh... Trap doors in the floor of the ship. And then he's able to run up the steps faster than her? Well, he might not have had to run up the steps. He might have come up through a different set of steps. Mm, okay. But yes. Sure. He still... He... She is wearing those ridiculously impractical boots. She is. But not her ridiculously impractical dress. Well, I guess it wasn't impractical. It was just much more revealing in the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, Rumpel's on the scene. Yes. This scene is great. I love it. I, love I knew scene. you would like this scene. This might, might be a top five scene in the entire episode for, or series for me. I love wow. it that much. Why? Why do you want Rumpel to kill Hook so bad? Hook is a giant piece of human trash. I just, I think that Mila is the main villain in but that story. But he already story. killed her. If they were both alive, I'd so want Mila to so die. clearly, I killed the person who was responsible. One and clearly, if I kill this other person, I will feel much better. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not how it it's works. It's like, okay, you have a hamburger, and a hamburger's good, but it's better with condiments. Killing Hook is the condiments. He's the ketchup and mustard to this delicious revenge sandwich. And then when you eat the burger, everything is gone, and you have nothing. But I have the memory of that delicious burger that I just You'll consumed. forget quickly. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but it, it, it is a, it's a good scene because it reminds me of their confrontation in the crocodile. Of course. And Hook goes for the same strategy that Mila went for. I'm going to taunt him. Bad, he, he doesn't, bad choice. Bad strategy, Hook. <laughs> what the fuck was that idea? Like, you know what I'm going to do to the guy who's enraged, who he just saw me potentially trying to kill the love of his life? I'm going to taunt you. I'm going to enrage you so much that you're going to whoop my ass faster? I don't know what his play here was. Although it does seem like, I mean, Hook is also a broken person. And he, it seems like he wants to die. Like, he says, just do it. Well, I think he says that before um, their duel. Like, when it's over, he says, just hurry up and get it over with and kill me. I think he's just resigned his fate very quickly. Because mm -hmm. he even says, like, if you're going to do it, just hurry up and stop toying with me. And Rumpel mm -hmm. does toy with him. Uh... There's a part where he's beating the shit out of him with the cane, just like the Minister French scene. And I think uh, Belle tries to get him to stop. And then what is... He says something about, like, uh, Mila to, like, get under his skin. And Rumple just looks back and Belle is like... He, he has to die. And then just 
lunges in and chokes him. And I'm just like... He throws his cane away. It was so great. Like, Who needs this? It was fantastic. It was like that. That right there is exactly what... I understand why Rumpel did it 100%. The only thing I don't understand is why he didn't literally rip his head off. Like, just be done with this fucking asshole. Kill him. Oh, my God. I want him dead. He's the I'm worst. I'm a little concerned about how much you don't like Hook. Listen. <laughs> give me the ability... Give me the pen to rewrite some things. And let me tell you. My man dies early. Mm. Or I'm just changing the whole story so that he doesn't make me want to kill him all the time. Because I actually do think the actor's interesting. Like, I enjoy his... Um, uh, his portrayal of because he's creepy and he's really good at always being seductive whether it's Cora or like that's all he does he just I want Rumple to kill him and also him beating the crap out of him was a nice little um, memory towards when he beat the crap out of Mr. French don't hurt Belle in front of him just all I'm gonna say it doesn't end well for yeah. him well Belle convinces him to do the right thing and stop and he listens Roger just gave me a really ridiculous face let's, let's talk about right thing in a few seconds yeah and then we get to the incident. <laughs> the first thing I wrote was, they stand way too close to that town line. Bell is Bell's hands are partially extended over the line, and then they like kiss each other at the line. Like, why would you be standing that close? Well, because I mean, arm length, reasonably speaking. Like he he's over the town line because he's leaving, presumably. Of course, but he now that he knows oh, he that can he can cross back. it, he yeah. could walk back. They could be standing. Many feet away from this line. <laughs> yeah, they could be. <laughs> but they're not. Be. And this is not the first time. People do it all the time. Yeah. Like, they're like, we have to go to the town line, and then they stand directly at it. But reasonably, this would be fine if they didn't have threats coming to get them. This would have been a completely... Threats from both sides. This would have been a completely... Oh, yes, threats from both sides, because you cannot fight a war on two fronts. What's the real problem in this scenario? It isn't Rumple and uh, Belle. Who's the actual antagonist here again? Although I will say... He, Hook is a good shot, and oh, yeah. he did not kill her. Yep. I don't know if he knew what would happen when she fell over the town line. Yeah, he I'm didn't sure care. I'm sure he's happy about it, because Rumpel's pissed about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, why Rumpel just said, get out of here and leave, and didn't poof him into a jail cell is a question that I will never understand, or, or call the sheriff. Or poof him like... A thousand leagues under the sea, and let or his poof him and his ship away. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know that it. he can send magic out. He may not be able to. Mm, not, do like, that. That's fair. Yeah, because otherwise you would solve all your problems. Where you just be like, be gone. I don't think he can go back and forth. Okay, reasonable. But he could kill him. He could kill him, which is the wrong thing to do. Mm, I think if Belle could remember her life right now, she might disagree. <laughs> and poor Belle mm. falls over the line and loses her memory. And then watches a person that she doesn't know who's standing over her form a fireball in his hand. And actually, I mean, when the car comes, Rumple instantly goes to save Belle, which is not what I was expecting. Really? Yeah. It's exactly what I, I was think expecting. when I the first time I watched this, I was I was surprised that he was able to overcome his rage enough to realize that he needed to do that. Mm, I see. Yeah, I mean, his, unfortunately, his biggest mistake is never finishing the job with Hook. It's the same mistake, honestly, that Snow made with Regina back in the day. You wouldn't pull the trigger, and now you suffer the consequences for it. That, that Both times, the problem there would have been There are also solved. consequences to pulling the trigger. Yeah, but which one is worse? Pulling the trigger. No. You can't take it back when you kill someone. You're right. 
And you also can't take back what happens to all the things that they do when you don't pull the trigger. Roger really wants to watch Once Upon a Time created by HBO. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> Give me a season eight done by HBO. So everyone is naked. Everyone is dying. There's blood everywhere. Tell me you don't want to watch a decent amount of these characters on HBO. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. That's, let's, this is not a one-sided argument here. Um, no, it's just, it's more so there are, I think a lot of people say there's a consequence for pulling the trigger. I also argue there's a consequence for not pulling the trigger. Right. But I don't understand why. So we often talk about how heroes find a third way. Sure. And villains, for some reason, never think of a third way. Even if they do, they choose not the evil thing and do the right thing. They never do the, like, okay, so if you can't get justice by killing them, Maybe, like, actually do justice. Like, Mm. actually send them to prison so that they can't shoot you at the town line. Or, like, here what we'll do. We'll just do the third way, like, Regina gets where she can't kill them now. Oh, wait. It still didn't actually solve the problem. (laughs) And now everyone is doomed because you lacked the conviction to do what was necessary. he's... He's just a person. Hook is a person. If they take his hook away and put him in a jail cell, he will not be able to leave. This man climbed down a beanstalk. I don't know that just a person is a thing. So you think he's a superhero? I think he's he's annoying enough that you need to deal with the problem. I think that putting him in prison is dealing with the problem. You know how like Batman always puts Joker in Arkham Asylum? Hook is not the Joker. Well, yeah, the Joker's a good villain. But the <laughs> point is, is that all those lives that could have been saved instead of him just putting him in prison could have just ended it and been done with it. Is this about... How much you don't like Hook, or how you think that revenge is the right choice? It's actually about Hook, um, though. I, it's not so much revenge that I think there are reasonable points to be made that some people are just irredeemable. Sure, I don't think that's the case here, and I can't believe that there is so much evidence to prove. From what we've seen so far from <laughs> Hook, he is irredeemable. Sure. Yeah, he wanted to murder Belle for no reason. Literally, you no- like Regina. I do like Regina, but at the time, she was an irredeemable monster. <laughs> All right. Cora is not redeemable. You need to kill her. Like, she's just a bad person. But the, the two options aren't redemption and death. In a situation where the person is actively trying to kill you, sometimes... I bet you Daniel wishes somebody had killed Cora. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should ask him. We would, but he's dead because Cora killed him. Anything else you would like to talk about? Uh, oh, the stranger. There's yeah. a stranger here now. He's from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Yep. We, he? They? We don't they, actually know. Yeah. The car? The car is from Pennsylvania. They crashed. They presumably saw a fireball. <laughs> and, and also... And went into a man with a hook for a hand wearing like... A, dressed like a pirate. Yes. <laughs> what? I do not think that this stranger will be as forgiving about weird ass fucking costumes <laughs> as the man at the dock. <laughs> Well, the man at the dock presumably is from the other world. Right. Yeah. I, uh, A, okay, that's very strange that someone was able to drive. And honestly, I would have assumed this was August because he's the only person I've ever seen who also can come in. So it's strange mm-hmm. to me that there's a new person. Dude, that dude was speeding. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell were you doing sprinting towards the town line like this? Also, they like, didn't see him. He would have been coming in from quite some distance. And, like, you, 
you'd be able to hear it. It yeah. wasn't like a hybrid car. No. They live in northern Maine. You can hear cars coming from a And there's only away. one car. It's not like this is traffic here. Like, it's just the woods. And, like, the lights? Like, were the lights off? Until they got too close. I don't know. I, it, <laughs> I know the logistics of it. You had to make it more dramatic and out of nowhere. And then, like, Hook doesn't even try to move. He just, like, stand- does he not know what a car is, I suppose? He just, yeah, like, looks yeah, at he it. He probably doesn't know what a car is. I, He's never seen a car. But you've seen a thing moving guess, at you fast. He's he seen has a carriage. seen cars in, in town since he's been here. Yeah, but I mean, like, even, you know what a carriage is. Like, yeah. you wouldn't just stand in front of a horse. You'd be like, move out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, it was a good episode. I'm, I'm, I like when the stakes are actually raised a little bit. Yeah. Um, I wish we had more episodes like this in the season. I also like when the stakes are raised, but... They're not too high. Sometimes the stakes feel too high that they just feel unbelievable. I don't know. I, I don't run into that that much in this or this part of the series mm-hmm. yet. I do think that's true where sometimes it gets too high. But a lot of times in like the first two, it felt like the stakes are appropriate for the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's uh, Mary Margaret's on trial for murder. She didn't come in. I thought that was Absolutely. an appropriate level of stakes. Um, you know, even like, actually, one thing we didn't talk about is that Archie returns. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's returns. actually a big plot point end. because Emma acknowledges, well, then Regina didn't do it. So she was set up, but now we're going to pay the price, which to be quite honest, there is a lack of contrition that I recall. All of them should have been basically our bad. And they, I think that they do say that they do, but it's like the apology of like, I'm sorry, but you gave us, it's like more so that like, it's your fault that we believed you were capable mm-hmm. of this. I mean, like, yeah, technically I would believe you're capable of this, but we were still wrong. Uh-huh. It's like not a heartfelt apology. It's more so that like, well, we wouldn't have believed this if you weren't a piece of crap. Sure. Um, and then like the fact that like, yeah, all of you, and you told her son that she was a murderer. Now she is a murderer for the things she done in the past, but she didn't do this one. And you knew it was ridiculous. No, that's fair. Yeah. And you made the point about Henry being like, I knew it. Like, you didn't know it. You yeah. were calling his voicemail. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, or you're dead. You didn't, be- you 100% also believe that your mom had killed him. So yeah. this idea that you knew it was horse crap. Um, yeah, I'm good though. All right. Favorite moment? What do you think my favorite moment is? Uh, Rumpel beating the shit out of Hook. That's one. And Hook getting hit by a car. No. <laughs> He has to die, Belle. <laughs> it's just so great. Like, the way that he just, like, looks, he's like, I don't have a choice. I gotta kill him. Like, she, like, looks at her like, I'm sorry. I, he's gotta die here. And you know what? I was right there with him. If, if he needed help, I'd strangle hook with him. Just together we'd kill him. I'd be good. Your favorite moment? The confrontation at the town line. I, it's oh, at the very, very end? It's very oh, exciting. Yeah. And it, it feels like the... The episode is over when it when he's talking to Belle at the town line and saying his goodbyes, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's there's a shot and Belle's losing her memory, and there's a fireball and Hook's getting hit by a car, and then it just stops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was just so like, oh, we're done. Oh shit, we are not done. We are not done here. No, that that was really good. Most ridiculous moment. Belle goes to a pirate ship and doesn't ask for backup. That's a really good one. I wish that I had put that down. <laughs> it's just, it was kind of the, like, Belle, get the sheriff's help. Honestly, this makes sense to ask Regina's help at this point. Ask anybody. Literally, like, hey, do something other just, than just go Just there. tell Leroy, and he'll tell get everyone. The, get the dwarves. <laughs> Bring Ruby. There's so many choices here that would work. This So many. Also, backup, Archie just dips. Yeah, <laughs> Archie dips. Yep. Hey, I know we're on a ship where we've heard footsteps, probably a murderous captain on here. I'm out. Good luck. See ya. Yeah. 
Uh, mine is that Emma actually wants to live with her parents, her son, and a dog in a loft with no doors. <laughs> I don't think that's that ridiculous. I think it's crazy. <laughs> I know why you think it's crazy. Think of it as someone who has spent their entire life looking for family. And for the first time, literally the first time in almost 29 years, they're all together. Okay, think about it as a person who's been living by herself for 28 years. Yeah. Who is now forced to live in a house with no doors. <laughs> with four people. But it's 29 years of being alone. I don't know. There's it's a ridiculous. Bit, I, it's ridiculous. I, I get why you find it ridiculous, but Bigger it's... house with doors. Bigger house you, with you're doors. You're really stuck on the doors. I mean, how would you make tacos in private without doors? <laughs> I would personally have a city council meeting. Of course. You just go to the city council meeting. Bingo. Who is your loser of the episode? Belle. Me too. Losing your memories is rough. Getting shot, rough. I almost didn't choose Belle because I feel like she, I mean, she's, she figures out the Yagwai. But then I remembered that at the end of that, she also gets kidnapped by Regina. So <laughs> so I feel like Belle is the right choice here. Yeah. Who's your winner? I had a really hard time choosing a winner. Same. So I went with um, an, a Roger move and I chose Archie because he's not dead. Not dead. <laughs> Archie was my runner up. I like that. Uh, but we already knew he was not dead in the previous episode. Right. But I was like, I had a really hard time with my winner too. Explain why you went with Archie, though. Is well, just not okay, dead? he's not dead. And also, we did find out in the last episode that he wasn't dead. But at the beginning of this episode, he was still trapped on the ship being tortured by yeah. a pirate. Yep. And then he got away. Uh, and he didn't have to help for some reason. And he was reunited with Pongo. Yeah. Uh, and my, it made Henry really happy. So Archie was my second place. Regina was my third place. Regina? Regina not being the murderer, and now Henry knows her mom didn't oh, do it. His okay. mom didn't do it. Okay. I think that's an important point. Um, you're going to be shocked by my winner. Okay, is it Emma? Nope. Who my winner is Belle. <laughs> Belle is your winner and your loser? Yes. <laughs> um, hey, this entire episode, I could make an argument that everybody lost. Like, truth be told, I don't, like, Hook, I thought about, but I was like, you got your ass whooped most of this episode. Yeah, you did, like, screw over the dark one in the end. I almost chose Hook as well for that reason, because he, he got kind of fucked, but he did the thing he wanted to do. But then you got hit by a car. Yeah. So it's hard for me to choose who's the winner. The last thing we saw is you just getting demolished by a car. Um, the reason I went with Belle is, A, Enchanted Forest Belle, even though she does get kidnapped in the end, did actually have an adventure. Absolutely. Overcame the sexist man, saved a, the monster from a curse, reunited a prince. I also think that, like, there was... As you would say, she stopped Rumple from killing Hook, which is what she would want. I don't think it's the right thing to want, but I think it is what she would want. I think she does a good job of using books as a weapon. Like, she fights <laughs> off a pirate twice. With books. With books. She discovers a ship, which she really has no business discovering this cloaked ship. Like, Cora uses, like, some sort of enchantment. She's just like, oh, I see birds. I must have found it. Like, she's pretty smart in this episode. Like, she does a lot of dumb stuff, too. But she, of the, like, people who gain growth, I think she's also the winner. It's... I could have went with no one as well. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I like that. That's good. It's very good. Winner and loser. I think that's the first time I've ever gone the same way. Well, I, I guess I've done it once before with, like, Charming and David. But they were That's like a little split. different. Yeah. So next week we're going to watch episode 12, In the Name of the Brother, which is a Dr. Whale-focused episode. And we'll get to learn more about this stranger. So very excited, because I'm assuming that we will be going to... What, what, is he from Transylvania? Or is that Dracula? Dracula's from Transylvania. I think he's just from some world that 
is in black and white. But they're in the same universe, aren't they? No, it's like a different world. Different monsters universe? Okay. Oh, oh, you Frankenstein and Dracula. And Dracula. Yeah, they're Victorian era essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be in that era, which is going to be nice because we haven't really we other than that little snippet, we haven't really seen much of Wales' backstory. Mm-hmm. So we actually get to see Dr. Frankenstein probably become Frankenstein. I'm interested to see what the consequences of now the stranger has shown up. So what did he see? What, what does that mean? How are people able to find Storybrooke? Didn't think that was a thing before. Um, also, uh, the most interesting thing to me is what the hell is going to happen with Belle? Because mm-hmm. she, she didn't have a cursed self, it sounds like, because she was trapped. So what's interesting, though, she just had no memories, right? I think so. I think that she just was trapped in a cell, which is actually an even worse punishment, I think. You just have no idea who you are. Me trapped in a cell. Yeah. It's amazing that she holds no... See, I feel like when you talk... That's not true. She does. What? She holds resentment against Regina for that. She even says it in this episode. When? When they come to ask... Oh, that's the last episode. Nope. That's the last episode. Oh. When When they're having the picnic and they come to ask Grumple for help, she says something about, like, how Regina is a terrible person. I mean, as uh, Rumpel says when he introduces him, here, meet the woman who trapped you for 28 yeah. years. Like, he's not wrong. Um, but she yeah, she doesn't seem to hold much of a grudge, despite like these people doing terrible things to her. Like, she's actually usually more angry at Rumpel when he accidentally hurts her or, like, just chooses his power over her than she is at, like, Hook, who just tried to murder her. Or her father, who tried to erase her memories. Or Regina, who captured her for three decades. Because Belle knows, one, that she can't do anything about these magical humans who are trying to attack her. Including her father? No, her father she should be mad at. I don't understand that one. Two, (laughs) holding a grudge does no one any good. But she does hold a grudge against Rumpel all the time. And three, Rumpel is the one that she loves and trusts, right. and he's not supposed to do those things to her. But he, his intent is almost never to do things bad to her. You're right. Like, the true. other ones intentionally do bad things to her, and she's less mad at them than when, you know, he's like... He actually told her to stay out of this and then saved her. Again. Yeah, that's true. He needs credit for the amount of times that he has to save her. He also still needed the thing. The shawl. Yes, but he didn't know the shawl was there. No, he didn't. He went there to save. Um, yeah. Belle. The other thing that I'm looking forward to is what the hell is Cora going to do? Yep. <laughs> like she seemed to achieve what she wanted in the previous episode and then we didn't we didn't get any. I I also want to know like what the hell is the point of making Regina this week? I just don't know that I, I like she'll turn to her mommy for help in a moment of desperation. I, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't, it's just like, and I'm, I'm not even talking about like this like, in story, but like watching her sizzle on screen in season one oh, was yeah. a highlight. Like, she was amazing as the evil queen. She's a great skimmer. I would have been fine with this like kind of redemption being like a long term thing. But like I said before, it's like whiplash. She's gone from the big bad evil queen to crying in her car. It's just like, and I get that like that's a moment of hurt, but like she's always seems so powerless to do anything. She doesn't scheme anymore. She doesn't plot. She doesn't even take like intelligent actions ahead of time. She's just like everything happens to her. She doesn't actually make things happen anymore. And it sucks. She's she's working through her trauma with Doctor Hopper, who she did not murder. <laughs> she did not murder. <laughs> and everyone's awful to her, and she still wants these like the friendship of these people, who she was awful to. That's true. <sighs> Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 2, Episode 12, In the Name of the Brother. And we will see you next time.